Welcome to Conversations with a Life Coach, a podcast series that explores the nuances of current topics in a world that tells us to think in black and white. Episode 11, mm-hmm. correct? Um, and we are going to be discussing first dates. Um, and for some people, I think it might seem to be quite a... Um, plain or basic topic but I think it is multi-layered and multifaceted uh, and really interesting um, and I think there are a lot of um, sub-conversations that come with the I think the, the general questions and points that we're going to go through uh, at least I hope so without further ado um, first of all I would like to ask you what is your idea of a good first date A good first date is one where you feel that the other person has put thought into, Mm. where the other person feels like they've been planning or they've been listening to the things that you prefer, the things that you like, Mm. the hobbies, hobbies that you might have mentioned, and then they're taking it into consideration and they're choosing something that shows that they've thought about this and that they want to um they have listened to you and want to impress you and it's bespoke to you rather than a generic option Mm. okay um i noticed that you didn't focus on what actually happens on a date Mm. if there's a connection if there is a kiss Mm. if you take that person home on that first night um, you were to focus on, I guess, the the planning yeah. and the the build up and the mm. attentiveness mm. of the person that you're sharing that time with, and if they've considered you. And I guess, does that mean that your focus or um, what you see as ideal and important is everything that's built up to that point, the connection that you have with that person so far, and the fact that they've taken the time to understand what you would like even if say you don't see that person again yeah and i think that's what also justifies the decision of actually going on a date Mm. because you've gotten to a point where you've understood you've gotten information about each other Mm. and you see that there's a lot of things that you share and potentially plans about the future and preferences that you have enough things in common mm. to then say, okay, the next logical step is to actually see how the nonverbal connection works mm. in person. Okay, so I think for a lot of people, including myself, I would have thought of the first date as the first step. Mm. Whereas for you, yeah. the first date is almost like a confirmation that there is yeah. something to pursue. I think we're sometimes wasting time when we go on first dates a bit too quickly, Mm -hmm. when we haven't really established any specific connection that Mm -hmm. the two of us Mm -hmm. have, but it's still at the generic level of like, how are you? How has your day been? Mm -hmm. Has your job been stressful? Mm -hmm. And it's such a generic level still where Mm -hmm. you don't really understand if there's more to the connection Mm -hmm. than a polite exchange Mm -hmm. between you two 
what about people who say, okay, I don't want to wait too long. I don't want a mm. pen pal. I want to, if there's something there, yeah. it will be there. We just need to meet because I've come across quite a few people yeah. um, when I was single um, and I was using apps where in the profiles it would say, I'm not interested in having a pen pal. I want yeah. someone who is proactive and, and they want to, for a lot of them said they wanted to call. They didn't really mm. like typing too much. They wanted yeah. to um, hear the person's voice. And depending on what app you are using, you yeah. can also maybe have a video call. But yeah. I think more and more, especially with people who are maybe older, mm. they were very. Um, I think eager is the wrong word, but they were they were. They were very much decided on wanting to meet sooner rather than later. Yeah, because there's a lot of information that you don't get from just texting. And I think video calling helps and gives you a bit more information about the person because the nonverbal language and uh, the vibe mm. between the two of you, you can tell more when you're actually doing a call and you can see how the back and forth goes between mm. the two of you. And it's not so visible in texting. And some people are not great at texting where they just don't like to text. They prefer to to speak mm. about things. And that's that's an option as well. That's that's okay. I think there are quite a few people who are maybe really good at texting. Mm. But then when it comes down to meeting in person, yeah. they don't not that they don't have a lot to say, but you know, they might be nervous mm. or they might not be used to presenting themselves in the way they, they want to be seen when it's in yeah. person. Uh, and vice versa, someone who's really good or who's really bad at texting um, then ends up being amazing in person once they have the chance yeah. to interact. So with that in mind, is there maybe a, a sense that a lot of people are maybe too judgmental mm. and a bit too uh, not, not open-minded enough? Mm. So if they place too much stock on, oh, well, they don't really say that much or the, the conversation isn't that stimulating or do you mm. think no if somebody is presents themselves in a certain way in whatever communication platform that probably will be what they're like when mm. you eventually meet people are very different and mm. they're very different at the things that they're good at mm. on the one hand you want to you want to be aware of the things that you prefer mm. that you like personally maybe I like someone who is very good with words mm. so even if you're brilliant in person like I love a good storyteller mm. me personally mm. right so you need to know the things you like mm. and allow those to influence you but also understand that there's filters that you're still you still have on when you're texting mm on or when you're speaking on the phone so allow that not to be the final decision decision maker if you feel like there's more if you consistently feel like someone is just you have to pull words out of yeah. them yeah. you can tell interest it yeah. doesn't have to be in a long message it yeah. can be in the questions that they ask yeah. like there's interest manifests itself yeah. in a lot of ways. And if they consistently show you that there's effort in the interaction, uh, then they just might, you might need to take the hint. So interest can be determined, but mm. compatibility 
mm. is something that you kind of need to actually explore to see if there is something yeah there. i think so okay what are um your suggestions for good mm. places to go on a first date or activity and i ask that because um i said to you before that um, my my go-to activity for a first date when i was a teenager i hasten to add um was going to the cinema <laughs> And um, it 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 was it was great to kill time, mm. um, but as a teenager, well, <laughs> well, not not all teenagers, but the teenager that I was, there wasn't much substance that I was looking mm. for. Uh, it was more just to do something before you talked your way into getting a kiss or whatever it mm. was. Um, and obviously, if you're going to the cinema, trying to have a conversation with someone again to mm. know them is very difficult during a two-hour film. Yeah. Um, so. What would you suggest to avoid that wasted time? Um, yeah. What would you suggest? Just go to places where you can hear each other, where you can conversate without mm. being interrupted. Mm. You can speak and be heard. Um, where the focus is on being able to get to know each other mm. rather than having other distractions like the cinema or drinking alcohol will then put some a different type of filter on Mm. the conversation and what you want at the beginning is to really figure out without any sort of influences outside influences how your dynamic works Right, you mentioned, uh, you said something to me that I had to jump on. You said no alcohol. Mm. For a lot of people, that is the ideal. Yeah. You know, somewhere nice, somewhere quiet, somewhere picturesque, a nice glass of wine. Um, and for some people, that would be um, something that helps them relax and open up a yeah. bit more and puts them at ease. So why would you say no alcohol, uh, especially on the first day? Okay, I I meant no excessive alcohol. Oh, okay, right, right. It's... If the alcohol is kind of conducive to opening up and to just kind of getting rid of some nerves, mm. uh, then fine. Mm. But I see too many times alcohol being used as excessively to the point where it distorts your perception of the other person mm-hmm. and, and maybe your own behavior as well. And your own behavior, mm. yeah. And I think it's fun. Mm. But we need to be clear with ourselves what's the intention of why we're there. And if the intention is to find someone long term and to see how the dynamic works and see if we have things in common, Mm. you need to be clear headed. If you're not looking for something long term, Mm. should you still be dating? Yes. As long as you're clear about it, why not? (sighs) Some might say that if you are clear in your mind that you are looking for something casual mm. uh, or something purely physical, then I can see why people would, would date because you might want to get to know at least minimally who you might be sleeping with. But if you already decided, okay, this is just going to be a physical exchange, mm. um, why even why even bother? You can just you know have friends mm. with benefits or you mm. can... Just say this is what it is. This is this is this is my dress, or this is the hotel, or whatever. Why, why is it important, and why do a lot of people who have no, no, 
real burning desire to mm-hmm. find someone date because sometimes they need the story around it they need someone who they feel they have some sort of connection mm-hmm. with before they can actually sleep with them mm-hmm. so different people are different some people can't just jump just because there's physical attraction mm-hmm. jump in and like sleep with someone mm-hmm. they need the the story before the the build up the yeah the the exciting the the excitement of figuring this person out mm. and playing and the back and forth and the the exchange and the banter they need that as that as part of their uh, process yeah. mm. uh, being I'm, attracted to someone and i would suggest that in a lot of your situations that can potentially lead to a relationship anyway mm. um which is like half of the next question i want to ask how does how we approach a date matter as in we just spoke just then about people who have no intention of having a long term mm. um goal towards to, uh, towards a relationship they're just dating for the process of getting to know someone to potentially be physical with them um but if i am looking for a relationship mm. should i actually have that in my thought process like okay i'm really almost hoping that this is the last first date that i have or is mm. that kind of energy maybe problematic and maybe um uh it might distort how one yeah acts on a date to some degree so one i would be intentional when i go in mm. when i know exactly the qualities that i'm looking for so i have that clarity with myself mm. these are the qualities i'm looking in a partner mm. these are my non-negotiables mm. these are the things that i things that i prefer mm. to find in someone else mm. so you want to you want to have that clarity with which you go in mm. so you know when you find it and you also can rule out the people that are not are not according to the things that you like so you need that clarity to be able to choose mm. uh but also you don't want to go in thinking like this is it because when you're so stuck on something being right being the right thing for mm. you mm. you tend to ignore a lot of red flags on the way yeah. because you're trying so hard to to make it the right thing for you. Mm. So I would say like try to and I don't know so much about men but women tend to and I have to work a lot on bringing myself and my mind back to reality mm. of the situation of like I am currently seeing this person it's a second date instead of me my mind jumping to we're already married with kids <laughs> i had to consistently bring myself to the point of like it's a second date <laughs> bring yourself back to the what are the emotions that mm. and the thoughts that you should have on a second date mm. so bring yourself back to the reality that you're actually in instead of allowing your mind to dream up mm. imaginary things that might never happen and even if you have that connection with mm. someone and you're you're like I think I think mm. he is the one. Mm. You should still try and Yeah, pace yourself. Yeah. Pace yourself because otherwise you're putting different type of pressure on the other person, you're yeah. expecting different things, mm. your emotions are going to be 
you're putting pressure on yourself to to feel things to do things to say things maybe much quicker than you're actually feeling mm. feeling them and it just it's it's recipe for a disaster if you haven't dated for a long time or you're not used to dating mm. um how do you prepare yourself for that experience especially if you're nervous or anxious or mm. just feel um subconscious and inexperienced so like i said go in prepared knowing what you're looking for so you can spot when you find it mm. that's one secondly just go in with the with thinking that i am here to enjoy myself mm. and i'm here to mm. Mm. get to know someone mm. and that's it Mm. That's all that you need to so be doing at the saying, first I'm, stage. I'm, 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 I'm going to meet my boyfriend tonight. My girlfriend no. tonight. I think any expectation where you already jump into different scenarios than the where than the one you're in mm. creates puts yourself psychologically in a different space, mm. and that inevitably will come out in the things that you say, mm. and will come out in the things that you expect, and in your energy and we think words matter but energy matters mm. more most and people can tell people can tell when you're like so adamant about the second date mm. right because you're already planning mm. a wedding in your head so, yeah. so i think just well. have fun because you have to remember you're looking for if you're looking for someone long term mm. you want to enjoy yeah you want to enjoy their presence and Mm. see how you are on like a friendship level first Mm. how does the like does this do do your senses of humor work together Mm. can you have fun Mm. about the silly little things Mm. do you have interest in what the other person is saying do you want to know more so just first explore if you find each other interesting and if there's a good flow between the two of you and a good positive and healthy dynamic between the two so of you. So is there anything to be said for actually approaching first dates as mm. I'm not actually gonna put any any yeah. kind of romantic aspect of it. I just maybe I should approach it as I'm looking for another great person to be mm. in my life. And yeah. that might come in the form of friendship or there yes. might be a spark there. Yes. But also don't limit yourself, mm. right? Allow the innuendos and allow the... Like I don't want it to sound like you're just going in to find a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, allow yourself to be you. And that's another thing. Really hone in on your authenticity. And try to be as as much as possible with the nerves that you have and with the inevitable, I want to... I want to make a good impression mm. trying to stay as true to yourself as possible in you in the things that you say and in the the person that you show up as mm. because they need to like you for you anything else is unsustainable who should plan the first date and does it mean anything the man why i'm saying the man because i understand how that feels and I am, I know what I'm personally looking for, the type of dynamic I'm looking for. And I'm not saying a man because everyone should do that. Mm. There's a lot of people that are happy with 
changing roles mm. um, and one person having initiative this time and then the other person having like this equal kind of back and forth of responsibility in everything that they do. Right? Right, so for you, it's not about the actual act of picking. It's about mm. you're observing whether or not mm. this person can yes. take charge. Yes, because for me, it's a every, every gesture speaks about the person mm. and I... I'm looking, f and this is my list of qualities, mm. right? Like my quality is proactiveness and taking charge and being a leader and being decisive. a go-getter yeah. and decisive. Mm. And those are things that I'm looking for. And I, and that's one way that this person shows me that. So really, in terms of the things that we look for, the individual preferences mm. that we have in a partner, from the moment we start speaking to a new person, we should probably see these different traits in yes. everything that we do. Yes. Okay. Every single thing speaks about you. Every gesture, everything that you say, mm. it's more, less so much the things that you say, mm. but so much the things that we do. Mm. Because we don't waste time. We don't fake things that we do. Mm. They tend to be quite truthful too our actual intentions yeah. but we're so good at saying the words that the other person needs to hear so i think be more yeah be pay a lot of attention of mm. what they actually do not so much what they say and what if the love of your life mm. he is the most decisive person in the world mm -hmm. however on this one occasion when you started talking i don't know maybe they're busy at work and they mm. don't really have a lot of time and they say what would you like to do you you pick and i'll make it happen or we'll make it happen rather than being that decisive mm. person that you're looking like for. it's already like no, uh, but my you, stomach shouldn't just they like still get sank. a chance to actually see because then you might be mm. cutting someone off or maybe turning them down mm. uh turning down something that um could potentially be great for you based mm. based on one uh, act or aspect mm -hmm. or, or, or so sign. I have this thing when I make decisions I have so there's green flags and red flags there's also yellow flags mm -hmm. so for me I'm like hmm mm -hmm. I'm not gonna judge you from one thing that you do but I'm gonna pay attention I'm gonna yellow flag it mm -hmm. in my mind and say huh is mm -hmm. this something that just happened today or is this something that is in his behavior mm. it's mm. a pattern mm. so i will be like mm. so if they're continuously indecisive yes. then that's a, yes. and it's actually it, a thing in yes. part of their personality then you're like mm, that's not true. yeah maybe yeah. or whatever the trait may be yeah fair enough fair enough oh you spoke about um great places to go or things to do um can be all encapsulated in anywhere where you can both be heard and, and understood and you can exchange yeah, information. That's the aim, right? Mm -hmm. The aim is getting to know each other. So you need to have go to spaces where that is possible. And what about if getting information, what if, what if the information that I'm seeking doesn't really involve so much talking? It's more in the activity. For example, I want to see this person um, on a dance floor movement is very important to me mm. and for me an amazing day is can this person dance can they mm. keep up with me so rather than I don't know going for a, a, a walk um, or dinner I mm. want to go to a salsa club is that is there anything wrong with that with, wrong with having an, an alternative approach I guess 
mm. um, which isn't maybe the the norm in terms of first getting to yeah. know someone. Um, is it quite risky or is it can it be quite exciting? Or really, should that be something that you leave for a second day? Being a great dancer, yes, is not something that will contribute to this person being a good partner, right? The qualities, the list of qualities that I've mentioned are important. And when I also said preferences, mm. that could be one of your preferences, but it's not a must quality. <laughs> because you have to think of the qualities, the things that show up in your everyday life mm. from both of you. Mm. So these are qualities like kindness or mm. generosity or... Uh, and someone who's ambitious, mm. right? These are things that will manifest themselves mm. in your life on a daily basis. Mm. Whether he's she's a dancer mm. will not necessarily manifest itself on a daily basis. Mm. It will be a once in a while thing. And that, yeah, will contribute to your happiness. And that's why preferences are great because it means, okay, this is, these are add-ons to my happiness mm. because they match my passion in certain things mm. and that's great to have but a great dancer will not make them a great partner okay so by that logic then am i mm. right in thinking that you'd also agree that regardless of what my social or financial status mm. is the person who i go on a date with is irrelevant if i am a millionaire banker and mm. i happen to match with a I don't know, bus driver, um, that should, by that logic, be irrelevant. Mm. That shouldn't that mm. should even come into the, the thought process. Or am I just setting myself up for a waste of time if I'm dating someone who's not in the same mm. tax bracket or social circles? Um, and is that just a recipe for disaster? Depends on your standard. If all you're looking for is, let's say generosity kindness mm -hmm. that can show up in a lot of ways and in a lot of people mm -hmm. but if you start adding ambitiousness mm -hmm. then you're already the standard is somewhere else mm -hmm. right you have kindness mm -hmm. you have generous generosity but you also have ambitious mm -hmm. and that already puts you in a different space and in a different standard mm -hmm. so it's all this boils down to your standards of how do you want these qualities to show up mm. and you need to know your standard because we're looking for someone who can match us mm. where we're at, where we're at mm. or add to it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you're not choosing according to your standard there's going to be discrepancy mm when it comes to their ability to contribute to your happiness. Mm -hmm. Because if your, let's say, your standard is a healthy, nutritious, good meal, mm -hmm. is something that, is something where you set your standard mm -hmm. at, it's and then someone can, it's a non-negotiable for you, like a healthy lifestyle yeah. someone comes in and they're you know happy to eat kfc and they're happy to eat a mcdonald's mm. and they're but they're also kind generous and ambitious mm. right then you can say well they're they have the qualities on the list but they don't have the standards 
that you have. And I think you need to be aware of your standard as well. Because otherwise they will just... They will cause frustration because you will try to bring them to the standard, to Mm -hmm. care about the things that you care about Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they might not do. Mm -hmm. And it will just cause friction and, and frustration when if you found someone who's actually valuing the same things that you do mm. and has have the same st- standards in their life, there's so much more ability to build together than if there is that discrepancy of standards. So you don't look at it as being um, closed-minded mm. or... Mm-hmm. Um, um, snobbish um, mm. to say I want to date someone who has a certain no. um, lifestyle mm. um, or earns a certain amount or or, or has certain yeah. things ticked off or, or on their yeah. on their life plan you don't think that's there's anything wrong with that with, no that for you is a standard as well we need to stop shaming people for trying to find their happiness mm. if your happiness consists of like I like to I like good quality things, mm. right? You should not be shamed out of like surrounding yourself with people that recognize that as well. Mm. There's there's room for everyone, and mm. everyone's choices are as legitimate as another's. Mm. And we need to stop shaming. We need to go where our people are instead mm. of trying to get other people to be where we are, or shame the people that are not there. Does it matter how much That's money? why I believe in compatibility. Mm. That's why I want to find people that are compatible with me, that are at the level that I'm at, mm. or above, so we can continuously lift each other, mm. not mm. try to pull people out of their choices, the choices that they've made, because mm. I don't believe you should convince people of anything. Does it matter how much money you spend on mm. the first date? No. So if, uh, especially if I'm dating someone who has a particularly high standards, there's nothing mm. wrong with us going for uh, a coffee and a walk in the park. No. If this is something that you both considered as valuable for a first date, again, matching standards. I think there are some people who who would reject out of hand the, yeah. the the first day as a walk and a coffee. I know. Whereas for other people, it is, that, that's a perfect day. I know. I know. And the reason why most of the time people reject the walk in the park, because mm. it tends to also be a lot of the times a way out of investing in the date. You think so? Yes. Mm. And that's why it's not the fact that, you know, the the idea is bad, but it just, it's used a lot of the times as as a way of like, I'm just going to get out of this a cheap date. (laughs) And you need to recognize the difference though, because some people genuinely... Yeah, what happens like, if, if I like, I, yeah. I, I love the idea and I want to yeah. walk somewhere that's they beautiful. like nature. Yeah, and we walk they... along the river or whatever it is. Yeah, but that's why I'm like, okay, give people 
like have a have a good understanding of the person yeah. around you. If you constantly feel like he's not paying for things and he's trying to get out cheap, mm. then that's probably who he is. Mm. But if he just once says, okay, let's just go for a walk in the park and mm. I love I love the idea of us, you know, witnessing all this beautiful nature together and mm. that doesn't make cool. him someone who's cheap. Mm. But we need to learn discernment between mm. these things. Do you think we worry too much about what other people think mm. and that um, yeah. part of going on a date, especially meeting someone new, is the first question when you get to meet your friends is, okay, where did you go? What did you yeah. do? Um, uh, did he pay? Did she pay? Yeah. Did you split it? Like, are all of those things we need to take out of our considerations mm. when we when we have a, when we have that first interaction with somebody? I mean, let's be realistic. You'll never stop caring about what people think. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that because it's important to, it helps us by understanding how people look at certain situations. Mm. It helps us make our own mind mm. and ask ourselves, okay, is this important to me? Mm. But I always use it as a, an opportunity to have that inner dialogue with myself. Do I care about this? What does mm. my authenticity, how do I authentically want to show up mm. in this situation? Use that to, to get to know yourself better instead of leaning on whoever says that your first day should look like in, you know, should fly you to Paris mm. or <laughs> should take you to KFC. Mm. It's your choice. It's your life. It's your standards. It's your search and this is going to be your partner no one else is so stop making decisions according to other people's opinions even mine <laughs> as valid as that may be yep <laughs> it's still mine yeah does the level of intimacy on a date determine how successful it is tell me more as in if I go on a date with somebody mm. and we have a great conversation, we feel really connected, but there is no kiss, no hug, we, we kind of just wave mm. and then don't see each other. And then we'll not burn each other, but we, we wave and say goodbye. Um, as opposed to we might kiss or we might have a long embrace or we might even mm. spend the night together. Does the level of intimacy on that first date determine how successful it is? Because you spoke about energy. Mm. So we could say a lot, we could have a lot in common, but if there wasn't that urge or attraction or whatever it is pulling us together, either into a kiss or a hug or even to sex, um, doesn't that say a lot? Intimacy doesn't always translate in physical intimacy. Mm. Intimacy can be they've opened up about something personal. They've shared some things with you mm. that are sensitive mm. that is powerful intimacy because they already felt you created that safe space for mm. them and you mm. created mm. that mm. connection already of they want to share these details um, that are personal with you already so I think if that has happened there's already some sort of special connection building mm. up there and sometimes people want to pace themselves 
when it comes to the actual physical intimacy. Mm. And I would say, again, don't jump to conclusions too quickly if they don't kiss you on a first date. Mm. If you feel that there was innuendos and there was this like subtext of flirtation and attraction, yes. and maybe they just want to take things really slowly, then there's already an indication that like there's something more there. And trust that even if it doesn't manifest in actually kissing or sleeping together mm. straight away um what if you don't want to pace yourself and you actually <laughs> um <laughs> oh you don't want to well what happens if, if if you if you spend the night with somebody on the first mm. day is is that right or is that wrong and mm. is that conducive to uh, a potentially long-term relationship or not mm. there's nothing wrong with sleeping with someone on the first night on a first date mm. the issue for me here is not that whether this is wrong or right mm. the issue is that it complicates things potentially too quickly and it blurs your ability to objectively understand what the quality of your connection mm. because once you introduce intimacy and chemistry and sexual attraction the tendency tends to be on oh my god we have such a great connection because we're talking about a great chemistry mm. and i think it's easier to say to build first a great connection through the things that you share and through the values that you can bring together and then allow the sexual chemistry to be a cherry on top mm. i think the general consensus is, is that um, um sex is always better with someone you really care about or have mm. a, a connection with yeah however some people might say if i've met you on one day and in that one day i felt comfortable enough for us to sleep together yeah. that's not a distortion that's a confirmation that we were right to meet up and go mm. on this day and it just so happens that we've done things a bit quicker than it's a confirmation have. that there's attraction and potentially chemistry mm. but it's not a confirmation of that there's a connection beyond that mm. that there's compatibility beyond mm. that mm. Mm. and if you introduce that too quickly to the into the equation a lot of people make the mistakes to make them overlap to say, oh my God, we're so compatible, mm. but you're actually compatible in bed. Mm. But that doesn't mean you're partner. emotionally, mentally um, compatible. Should you ever be strategic on, mm. on a first date in terms of where you might decide to go or the things mm. you might decide to do? For example, if um, manners are really important to you you might be like i'm going to take this person to a restaurant or i might go somewhere where there is service involved mm -hmm. where i can see how they interact with people how they treat other people how they eat <laughs> if yeah. they talk with their mouth open is there anything wrong with being strategic in that thinking mm -hmm. and purposefully picking some somewhere or something to do mm -hmm. where you can analyze or should it be actually, no, you just need to be in the moment. It should be mm. an activity that's fun and enjoyable and everything else is will fall into place or you will notice it naturally mm. and organically. Both. 
I think there's room mm. for strategy and intentionality and there's room for like let's just be relaxed because we'll and we'll see how the interaction and what are the things that come out mm. because you want to be intentional because there's certain things that you're looking for right like certain standards certain qualities mm. but you also want to have the freedom to find new things outside of things that you're looking out looking out mm. for and that means allowing things to flow and allowing things to be unplanned because that's when a lot of like the magic happens mm. Can you focus on somebody and truly give um, unbiased, uh, uh, unpolluted discernment on mm. whether it's been a good day or a bad day, or if this person has potential, if you're dating lots of other people at the same mm. time? There's value in dating more than one person because it allows you to Mm. to keep yourself a little bit more detached because there's options mm. and because you're still getting to know different qualities and different people and you're experiencing different um, types of people. But you also, you don't want to get to the extreme of you're forgetting people's stories and you're, you're not fully in, mm. your foot is always out because you have so many options and everyone is a swipe away to be exactly. deleted from mm. your phone and put into archive. I would suggest two to max three. Two, I think, is a sweet spot where you still have the capacity to remember all the stories mm. and to engage with each one of them uh, on a personal level. Mm. And it doesn't become a roaster. And also it allows you to to have a sort of detachment of like, okay, I'm not putting everything into this person. I'm actually still exploring different two two different people and see which one's uh, which one works for me. But there's not danger if you if you if you go down that route a danger mm. of not being committed enough to allow mm. that potential bond to grow if you're so almost too open and mm. too relaxed and maybe too detached don't we kind of need to actually jump right into new experiences yeah. and new people yeah but i think you also have to have the self self-awareness to understand okay where am i leaning what's the direction i'm leaning yeah. into and where do i want to invest more and then just gradually allow yourself to be carried about the, the direction by the direction that feels good to you and feels right for you. But it's good to have an, at least another option mm. because it helps mentally to keep yourself a bit more based when it comes to your emotional involvement. So by that, by that um, way of thinking, I'm assuming you don't have any problem with people comparing mm. the dates that they have. So if I'm dating two, two people at the same time, I can compare one to the other. Even though in, in, in mm. when it comes to relationship, we, we shouldn't really compare our exes to our current partners. There's nothing mm. wrong with comparing our dates with each other. It's a bit useless to compare two people because anyway, the other, one of them will be eliminated from the <laughs> equation, right? But what you can compare is 
each one of them to the qualities that you're looking for, to the non-negotiables that you're looking for and see which ones fit, which one fits better with what you're looking for, not against each other, because it doesn't matter if one is better, you know, more generous than the other. Mm. You want to see, okay, first of all, is generosity something that matters? So go back to your qualities. And then which one of these two generous people feels better to you? You spoke about intimacy Mm. and getting to know somebody um, and sharing. Mm. Are there any things that we shouldn't share Mm. on a first date or any topics of conversation that we should maybe avoid Mm. initially? I would probably not talk about deep childhood traumas on a first date, um, if possible, because it's heavy Mm. and potentially unsafe you're just getting to know someone Mm. they don't deserve such a close view of who you are yet Mm. i believe that it's important to gradually open up to people Mm. and they need to be deserving of it i would also try not to focus on like complaining A lot. <laughs> I just feel like it like about the be, weather or your yeah, life or what. It's just yeah. It's you wanna you wanna focus on the things that you're actually looking for, mm. right? It's like the positives mm. that you're looking to to multiply in your life, mm. rather than the things that drag you down and the things that you're not necessarily looking for you want to you want to focus on the good things that you're looking for so you see if these good things can be actually emphasized and grown and expanded by this other person what if i'm not a talker okay um and i'm aware of that mm. is there anything wrong with vocalizing that or should you just be who you are and mm. if it comes up, you can address it? Or, sh- or is anything wrong with saying, you know, by the way, I'm a bit, um, I'm more of the strong side of the type or whatever. That's not me not being interested or not willing mm. to ask questions. Um, I just, I just like to listen. Yeah. Should we be as uh, descriptive mm. or should we just focus on being present? And if that's something that comes up or something, the question that's asked, we can then look into it. I think we're so much more the consequence of the the dynamic that and the energy of the other person than we can actually imagine. Mm. So I am very different with different people in my life. Okay. So you can potentially be extremely silent with certain people because mm. they don't make you feel comfortable, mm. because mm. they... They might be boring. Mm. They don't bring out the things that actually excite you. Mm. So I would stay away from labeling yourself Mm. because you might be very different with this other person that makes you feel super relaxed and fun and then brings out this completely different personality out of you that you would have imagined or you would have experienced before. Mm. So don't go in and say, oh, I'm this and I'm that and I'm that because you might not be. Allow yourself to impress yourself as well and see how you feel in that dynamic in front of you because you never know. What's the best way to say goodbye on a first day? Mm. Handshake, 
Hug, mm. kiss, sex. I would oh, say a wave. I would say a hug. I mean, provided the date's gone well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think if it doesn't go well, yeah. the handshake is yeah. what you end up yeah. getting. Yeah. Um, I think a hug, yeah. because it still creates that physical touch yeah. and intimacy yeah. enough to create interest and create closeness. An indicator that you want to and see. And an indicator person. that you you see them in that capacity, mm. in that closeness. Mm. And go in for a kiss if it feels that it's the right um, kind of organic thing to do. Mm. Um, I like to take things slowly and I like to for things to build up mm. organically and even almost like play with that tension of like oh, I just want this so much to happen and mm. just allow it to just happen when you just can't help mm. but make it happen mm. uh, but that's again my personal preference mm. it's almost like when your mind and your body is like certain yeah it's like oh my god I can't resist this mm. this has to happen now mm. I like that but I think hug and a kiss is fine a hug is a bit more intriguing for me Hmm. If I want to kiss somebody, mm-hmm. but I'm not, there's some people who are not great at picking up on the signals. Some people just know, <laughs> or, 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 or and maybe it depends on the person that you're with on the date. Mm. Some people just know we're going to kiss mm. because there's that moment where you know your eyes meet and you're leaning towards mm-hmm. each other, and it just works. Mm. Now, if I want to kiss the other person, but I'm either not sure, or I'm nervous, or I have a terrible technique, and I don't want to peck at them like a bird um, <laughs> is there okay. anything wrong with asking saying can, can i kiss you can i kiss you goodbye no oh, please don't ask <laughs> that's not what i was expecting oh my god really? it's just so unsexy what <laughs> it's so unsexy it also shows like lack of confidence, lack of understanding, <laughs> oh, like the, the, the chemistry ah, and the that energy that's it. going on no. Okay, I know it's I know it's not real life, but I've seen a few movies or TV shows yeah. where the guy is asked, and it's it, it's come across as quite sweet. I mean, I have to know the context <laughs> in which it. that happened because it can be sweet. Like maybe there's a I don't know, like a theme of kissing, whatever, of teasing you throughout the day, mm. and you know. Is this the best time to kiss? Is this the best time to kiss? Mm-hmm. Like, it really depends on yeah, the context. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. then it can be charming. Yeah. But if you're asking me, if, is this the right moment to kiss you? No, no. Or, is this, am I allowed to kiss you? <laughs> like, it really depends on, like, the energy no, no. that okay, this comes Okay, there's is this the right moment? Because that's terrible. I can see that. Yeah. But if it's like, okay, it's the end of the day, I really, like, like the person... Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I don't. I, my, my movie, my technique's not great. Or oh, it's been a while. Do you think rather than being unsure and asking, you should just go with a hug and then mm-hmm. leave it to the next day? Yeah, I would, and I would wait until it's pretty obvious that that's the the next move that has to happen. If you're unsure, mm-hmm. don't go in for a kiss. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who are not great with non-verbal cues and they're yeah. not great with with with, with um, mm. social social interaction and 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 
knowing when it is appropriate yeah. and when it isn't. And some people who are like terrifying you that was Yeah, I think just go in for a hug first and then if a second date you still are unsure, you can ask. Should should I kiss you? <laughs> <laughs> I just me personally, I would like not to be asked that question ever. <laughs> For anyone who's listening and who has asked, I think you're very polite. <laughs> I think you're quite, you're, you're, you'd be described as a gentleman. But yeah, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> uh, should I open the door of your car? Should I open the door for you? <laughs> should I kiss your hand now? Whatever. Whatever. Should I hug you? For the record, I've never asked anyone. I've just known if it's the right time or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking about sure, guys. my friends out there who, sure. who, who aren't, aren't as comfortable. Should we believe him? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what to ask. We're talking about first dates. Um, I think it's obvious why dating is important when you're with somebody new. Um, because you're, you want to get to know them and, and, and learn if there is something mm. between you that you can pursue. Yeah. Um, is dating as important or less important once you're together mm. with that person? As important, I think, if not more important. Mm. Because when you are with someone long term, you tend to feel like you know each other. Mm. And the moment you feel like, oh... I know what she's going to say next or I know how she would answer this question. You've stopped learning new things about each other. Mm. And dating is a great opportunity to put you in new contexts in which you discover new angles and new things about each other. You experience new new things together. Mm. And that adds freshness and adds attraction because now I'm... I don't know you. Now you're showing me this new angle that is intriguing and it feels new mm-hmm. and it feels exciting. And I think it's it's how we keep things sexy in a long-term relationship is very much part of it. Continuously growing and experiencing ourselves or each and each other in, in new ways. Mm. Whatever the activity, um, mm. wherever the, the destination, um, whether it's a, an expensive dinner or a cup of coffee and a walk in the park, who should pay? The man. <laughs> the man. <laughs> <laughs> or for anyone in a same-sex uh, partnership, the more masculine person, if there is one who is distinctively more masculine. Why? Finances and taking charge on the finances and gives this sense of security and safety in a relationship. And it makes the woman feel like a foundation of safety exists within that dynamic. Mm. It's not about the actual money, but it's about what money represents. Mm. And it represents that safety and security and of like, he has... If anything happens, he has he has laid the foundation for us to feel safe and secure. In the same way that maybe um, some women's preferences for dating somebody who's six foot plus or 
um, mm. is over a certain height. It's not necessarily about them being six foot. It's about the mm. woman themselves feeling protected. I think so. There's there's money and height and maybe even like the how big a man is yeah, yeah. represents safety. And please, just whoever listens to this conversation, understand that we have been paying for our dinners, lunches, and breakfasts before you existed in our lives. And it's not that we can't. It's a symbol of what someone paying for us represents. And it represents that sense of like, uh, he's taking care of us. Do you think um, more men, or more people in that position should worry less about that person potentially being a gold digger or mm. that conversation representing them being only concerned with money uh, and and mm. and try and look at it that way or, or, or maybe a better question is how do i tell the difference between mm. someone who just wants to feel that and mm. someone who is potentially taking me for a ride well if it's the only thing that they consistently ask from you and if it's the only thing that you've you see you feel appreciated about is the money that you contribute in the relationship with then you know i would be a bit worried mm. but if you feel appreciated for so many other qualities that you are and you feel accepted and loved and you respected and supported in who you are that's just part of it. That's just part of the contribution that women look for in a man. It shouldn't be the whole picture. Should we ever stretch ourselves? Stretch ourselves? Hmm. If we're, let me ask that again. Should we ever stretch ourselves um, on first date? And what hmm. I mean by that is if maybe we are going on a date with someone who has certain standards or expects hmm. certain things. And we probably can't afford what we're mm. suggesting or what the other person might want to do, but we really yeah. like this person and we really want to go yeah. on a date. Um, is that ever a, a good mm. idea or is that a terrible idea or is that a no, actually, I, I, I like this person? Uh, they might be quote unquote out of my league or mm. uh, out of my financial bracket, but I want this person, I'm going to try and make it happen. Or is that disastrous? It really depends if you're portraying yourself as someone who who can afford that. Mm. Mm. Or if it's mm. if it's something like, oh, I'm gonna treat us mm. to this. I really wanted to go out of the out of my way to treat us to this. Mm. But if you're faking to be someone and to be of a certain um financial level that you're not at mm. you're lying to her but you're also lying to yourself and you're allowing this person to like you for something that you're not mm. and to appreciate you for something that you might not be able to consistently deliver mm. it's a waste of time it's a waste of time trying to do that it's a waste of time trying to be that person even if you are so different in circumstances it's a waste of time when you're trying to be someone you're not mm. because it's not mm. sustainable mm. Mm. and you're wasting each other's times mm. because the truth of who you are will come out at some point and maybe if you are 
honest with that person and say, look, mm. I know you I've seen yeah. the fine conversations you yeah. like to eat in these kind of places. Mm. Quite, it's not really what I am about or it's not mm. really what I can afford on a regular basis. Yeah. Is that an issue for you? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anything wrong with that, having that conversation or saying that? Or is mm. that almost being defeatist? I think you can say, and you can say, look, I'm, I really like you. I know you have these expensive tastes mm. and I but I want to be honest with you I want to I want to be able to cover them mm. once in a while because I really like you mm. but I can't do it all the time mm. and that's being honest do you think a lot of people would be surprised by the response that we get because a lot of people assume okay she's mm. she never gonna speak to me again because I think it's a big worry for a lot of them yeah I think in a world that there's so much fake and mm. so many lies mm. I think we we would be pleasantly surprised to 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 find out how many people actually really appreciate honesty mm. and how refreshing it is to be honest about the things that are so uncomfortable to be honest about you spoke about honesty mm. uh, let's stay on that uh, when I think of um some first dates, more comical. Uh, and these are first dates that have normally come about through matching someone online. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this kind of touches into the last topic, which is safety. Mm. But first with honesty. I have a friend who he was talking to someone for a while and they was, you know, really eager to meet them. And the person was mm, a bit reluctant, dragging their feet. And then when they ended up meeting, uh, the person that they met was, it wasn't a different person. It wasn't a complete uh, catfish, but the person was a lot older than the pictures that were on their mm-hmm. profile. Um, I guess for you, that is that counts as dishonesty. Yes. It's the same person. My pictures are maybe a few years, just a few years old. Yes, because I think I'm talking to this person that I see in the picture. And I'm not. I am that person. No, you're 10 years older than that person. I'm talking to and I'm imagining Mm. and I'm conversating in my head Mm. with this person. Mm. It's it's dishonesty. Mm. In that scenario with my friend, um, she actually was, was... quite polite about it and then Mm. didn't leave she ended up having had a coffee and then she left but Mm. for her it was already a yeah a no in her head because of that yes and it just it proves it makes a question what else you've lied about Mm. Mm. it just sets up the the wrong precedent of like okay so if you can lie about this i wonder what else can you lie about is there ever any leeway or understanding for someone who isn't completely honest in in their profile i'm not talking about mm. who they are what they do i'm talking about how tall they are um yeah uh, or, or or showing a picture that is a few years older or where they were slightly slimmer than they are in real life and i don't know i don't know how much of it is a big deal for women but i think for a lot of men particularly with height they that's something they're like, oh, I, I, can, I can just get her on the date, mm. and then I can show her how much of a how much of a nice person I am mm. and how great we would be together. But they might have found themselves ruled out or turned down because when they originally put, okay, my height is five foot three, mm. 
and then they changed the sexuality completely changed um, mm. in their responses. I know it's wrong, but is there any kind of understanding, or does it have to be a blanket no? Mm. If you're doing, if you're dating, you have to be honest. And as painful as mm. it is, as difficult as your experience might have been previously, mm-hmm. you have to persevere until you find someone who accepts you for you. I mean, if the difference is like from five eight to six maybe you can get away with it but if it's a huge difference (laughs) do you want to be heartbroken Mm. you're putting yourself in a context where you're gonna experience pain Mm. like i said five eight to six six to six to Mm. that's not a huge difference Mm. and you will you might be able to get away Mm. if someone is not particular about height Mm. But there's a lot of women that are, mm. and they they know the difference, mm. Mm. Um, and they're looking for a certain height. And if they've said on their profile, they've said, "I'm yeah. looking for this." Yeah, you should respect that. You're, you shouldn't try yeah, and gain it and try and see how. I understand because then they're thinking, "Oh, you know, I'm just going to charm my way into mm. this," and sometimes it mm. works. Mm. Mm. But then I would always question. That there's some issues there of mm. like insecurity mm. around that and instead of lying about that just go see a therapist i actually drifting towards safety i i actually find it quite troubling mm. the fact that someone could mm. could say something or put something on their profile yeah that you know instantly when you meet the person they're going to know that it's not true yeah. but then still carry on with it as if nothing is is yes. wrong that for me when i've when i've experienced with like friends who told me that kind of that mm. scares me i'm not talking about the guy who says okay you probably realized i'm not mm. i've got a few grays or whatever and they just put it they just address it straight away mm. it's still wrong but i, I get that there's the people that literally turn up <laughs> i find that quite terrifying yeah <laughs> It is really scary. (laughs) But it also surprises me how many, and I'm only talking from female experiences because that's what I've been told, how many women still stay, even if they already decide I'm never going to see it, rather than just going. (sighs) Is there like a reason for that? First of all, like women are taught that they need to be polite. So we have this thing of like, yes, you want to... You want to be polite and then just hopefully like make to keep this short and then just get mm-hmm. out or you're scared and there's a lot around like you're scared of their reaction mm-hmm. and you don't want to cause any sort of unpredictable reaction mm-hmm. from their side and mm-hmm. you prefer to just like get over with it and just get out mm-hmm. so there's a lot of women that stay because they feel mm-hmm. unsafe to leave mm-hmm. Generally, in terms of safety, what are the mm. ways in which people can keep themselves safe when they're thinking mm. about or about to embark on a first day with somebody? Because I know we briefly yeah. spoke about, um, I don't know if it's all apps that do this, but I, I know one of them has a, a function where you can have a video, video call with somebody without exchanging numbers. And mm-hmm. you get to see the person and the, to see if they look like their pictures mm-hmm. in the video. And obviously, as well as getting to know them and having a, a hopefully a positive interaction. Mm-hmm. But what are the other ways in which we can keep um, keep ourselves safe on the first day? I would say never tell someone you've just met 
where you live mm. and even when they drop you off or like pick you up and even getting into someone's car that you haven't really met before i would just be really cautious mm. um tell them to drop you off like a few blocks away from where you actually live mm. tell your friend where you're going like i have i used to do this where i would just take a screenshot of their of the number plate mm. and send it to my friend mm. And I would give her the number, the phone number as well. And I would mm. give them the like a picture of their profile. Mm. So oh, the person's phone number. Yes. Yeah. Um, all the details. So my friend has them in case of anything. Even mm. if nothing happens, I prefer to be safe mm. and just go in public spaces. Mm. Don't go to someone's house that you've just met. Mm. That's the worst thing and the most dangerous thing you mm. can do. I would say probably... Um... I know you said for different reasons, but I would mm. say alcohol consumption. Mm. Maybe you have a day that doesn't involve alcohol. Yeah. Or the chance for, if not by the person you're with, by someone yeah. else for you to be spiked. Yes. Um, as well as, you know, just distorting your behaviour and putting you in a position where you, you make maybe um, bad decisions. Yeah, and trust your gut. When something mm. feels off, mm. just mm. better be like safe then sorry mm. if something mm. feels mm. off mm. just get out i think there's a balance there in terms of when you're talking about women being polite mm -hmm. there's polite to a point yeah yeah and i guess there has to be a point where mm. you actually say i have to put your phone and be like okay cool this this can't go any longer because this person there's is actually or freaking me out or, yeah tell me there's actually a story yeah. that i think it might be helpful to share and mm. um, it's not related to dating mm. but it's related to something unsafe that mm. has happened to me and potentially could have literally led to a completely different life mm. for me um i was looking for a job at some point and i get this phone call uh, from a random number and they knew everything about me they knew my name and they knew the job that i was looking for and mm. said like let's just go for a coffee um middle of the day mm. Um, at Costa, mm. my local Costa. Um, I then told my then boyfriend mm. about this guy, and he was like, "There's something off about this." The way um, it was set up. The way it was set up, mm. and like it was just, "Can I? I would go to Costa ahead of you." So my ex said, "I'll give. I'll go ahead of you to Costa, mm. and then I'm there watching you, whatever, have a coffee with this guy." Mm. And he said, whatever you do, don't change the location. Mm. However much he's, he's going to insist to change the location, you're going to that Costa and you're going nowhere else. Mm. So like, okay. So as I was walking to meet this guy, I kept, he kept calling me and I just didn't reply. Mm. Then I got there and shook hands with him of an older, older guy. Mm. And I was, I like started staying in a queue to wait for the coffee and he kept like texting throughout the whole time of like us waiting at the queue mm. texting someone mm. and i already was like this is something off mm. right mm. um and i was like whatever he's just texting but there was just something off mm. that was the first clue and then um he kept insisting oh can we just go around the corner? There's this restaurant that I just want to sit down and have like a proper lunch with you. I don't want to rush this. Like a coffee is just too quick. Let's just, I want to 
you know, mm. get some nice food and mm. we can speak properly about this job. Mm. And as I knew from my boyfriend, don't change locations. Mm. So I was like, no, I can't. Like, I can only stay for a coffee anyway. And then he kept texting. The whole time he kept texting someone. And then he says... Oh, oh, it's fine. Like if you're not, if you don't have enough time, let's do it some other time. Mm. And then leaves. Mm. Really abruptly. Abruptly. Mm. And then my then boyfriend follows him around the corner where he wanted to take me, and he takes pictures. Mm. And in the pictures, then he shows to me. There's a white van with mm. doors open, and two huge guys on both sides of the van. Mm waiting mm. and these were most probably the people he was texting mm. and updating and it was middle of the day mm. and i was going for a coffee and in broad daylight mm. and in public mm. right mm. so if something feels off even if there's so many things that you you know it doesn't go according to all the things that you've experienced before mm. I would have never imagined that something like this could happen in broad daylight. Mm. But it's, it, can. it can happen in a matter of seconds. Mm. Like someone pushes me in a van and mm. then you're done. Your life is changed. Mm. Mm. Um, so just be extremely careful. And that's why I wanted to share this. Mm. When your gut feeling goes, uh, this is not okay. Mm. Trust it, even if you don't understand mm. the full situation. And remove yourself from there. Mm. Thank you so much for oh. sharing. Mm. Just shivers. Uh, I think that was that was the on last that positive question. note. Yeah, I want to double check and see if I had another one other question. Um, yeah, I think I think safety's a safety's a mm. good place, good place to work. Yeah. Um, and if you are gonna. Um, uh, let the moment carry you away, uh, the both of you away, uh, and you end up being intimate with someone on the first date, then um, safe sex as well. <laughs> as always. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome.